Hello and welcome back to The Dome Show, a gaming podcast. I'm your host, C-Dome, and in today's episode, we catch back up with Josh, aka Massa Beard, the creative director behind Rings of Battle, an upcoming military battle royale. Now, today's episode is a part two from last year's meeting with Josh, where we went over everything about ROB. You can catch up on everything you miss down in the links below. And in today's episode, we continue that conversation going over how the game development has been going, what kind of new features and content they've been working on, and when we can expect to get our hands on the game. As usual, in the links below, you'll have all of our social medias. You can find me on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. And then if you want to catch up with Josh or Rings of Battle development cycle, that'll all be on Twitter, Discord, Reddit, etc. All those links down below. So I hope you guys enjoy the episode. If you're listening to this on your favorite audio podcast app, make sure to give us a five-star review. That really does help us out. If you're watching us on the YouTube video version, please leave us a thumbs up, comment your favorite part about ROB down below, and get subscribed for more content. Thank you guys for listening and watching, and I hope you have a great day. Take care. So we switched from the old UE4 mannequin to the new Lyra mannequin so that I, I don't know if you saw the video that I shared around of the guy walking up without in any issues. Your Discord? Yeah. Yeah, I've been, I've been keeping up. Whatever you popped in Discord, I've been watching that. So, yeah, I sent the video of the new IK system, the movement system. So basically uh, up to 40 centimeters, which is... Uh, that's 40 centimeters is 15.78 inches. Jeez, I was way off. Anyway, <laughs> it's a foot so and a half. The character, character can automatically traverse that. You don't have to do You're anything. talking about like, like little ledge step ups and, and whatever, right? Yeah, just like just substantially sized 15 inch up to 15 inches. The okay. character will walk right over it. Okay. Lift this foot up and it'll walk right over. There won't be any stutters. There won't be any. So when you're like healing and you go to step off and you're not going to have that drop and then your character stops healing. healing. Yes. Yes. Super annoying. As long as it's 15 centimeters or below. Right. I'm going to have any issue. So that includes every asset. It's automatic. Okay. The engine does it itself. So that's something that that uh, Rev's been working on, and of course the reskin or re um, rigging and all that of all the bones. So the the new mannequin has way more bones. Okay. So each individual bone in the uh, actual mannequin is rigged so that you can move them separately. Okay. Various ways. So you have to we had to change all that. But so does that had, does that improve animations? Like, what's the what's the purpose of like uh, adding? Yeah, yeah, it makes animations more fluid because you know, okay. like, like, like if you didn't have like the wrist bone, then you wouldn't be able to do you know something like that. Right. Okay. Right? It would just be like that. Yeah. But, so yeah, so more bones equals more fluid animations. But also, we've been working on. So if you've noticed PUBG, they have like a lot of clipping of their clothes, like where yep. it doesn't look like it fits yeah. most of the time. Well, that's because they didn't use a certain there's like different ways that you can have the the items attach themselves to the make the, the, the mannequin. And the way that we chose is going to be a bit more FPS uh, taxing, but it'll basically suture the clothes to the body. OK, so it'll look like it fits and it doesn't matter like what you're wearing. It'll it'll change itself to match that so you won't have a lot of the clipping the bags and things like that they'll move a bit more natural and stuff like that cool uh so that we we would we were dealing with that for a little bit because obviously we have to test the performance hit etc so we've been working on that 
Um, we should right now be heading a little bit more towards right now we're, we're, uh, we're working on getting the weapon socketed into the hands and stuff like that. So then we can start doing, uh, recoil gun videos for everybody. And that should be happening. Rev is on vacation right now. He should be coming back out of vacation in a few days and then that'll, that'll get going. And so we should have some, some, uh, quote unquote gameplay gameplay to show. Okay. Guy running around with a gun, maybe shooting and stuff like that. Cool. Okay. The initials of that should be coming shortly. Um, in terms of the map, we've gone a little bit slightly different direction in some areas. Okay. All right. So I know I shared a while back um, the resort area getting worked on a little bit, but we yep. decided kind of it was more of like a Georgia Pole area initially, but then we just kind of decided to scrap a little bit of that. And you, do you know what an A-frame is? Like a house, an A-frame house? Yeah. Yeah, sure. So we, we're, we're going to have a bunch of those. So it's going to look more like like a resort with like A-frame. Okay. And, and we have like a hotel. It's going to be pretty dope. Awesome. Well, a lot of the images you've shown off have, have looked really cool, like really pretty vistas and cool little areas to be in. So looking forward to see uh, little, how you guys do the art style. I got a little concept art for you. Pop it in. Like an over, overarching concept. Uh, Darren might not like that I share this with you, but uh, well, we can well, we can cut out of the video. That's it's that's all good. Fine. But uh, yeah. So yeah, the whole time we're thinking of like, that's your name. Okay, we're thinking of how do we make these areas one memorable, like so that six years into it you're still. Like this area is sweet. It's dope. It looks cool. It's fun to play. We also we're also trying to make sure that, you know, all the weapons have their part in these areas. You know what I mean? That makes sense. So yeah. So that have, like, like the, the unique, like right? And yeah. I, I Ooh. Want, I want wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. wait. We got to we got to talk about this for a second. Hold on. I'm, lo I'm looking at what you just sent me. So oh, I, I forgot to send the other one. There's two pieces too. So I mean this. Now, the bottom right, what I'm looking at, is that like in-game or is this like concept imagery of like what like the style that we're going for? Like, oh, the, all, like all the little, all little pictures in the bottom right? Yeah, that's like concept stuff. Concept styles, but okay. it, it, it'll be like that. But obviously, it'll look like a video game. But right, it, right. These are the like the, the reference images we're going for. So I say sweet. The, okay. The upper part. So you see you see the 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 road on the right is the a-frames that's basically like so when you go to like a like a camping area and you have like you have like the the pre-manufactured houses that you can rent like yeah Airbnb. so that's mm -hmm. it's supposed to be like that okay and then you know and then you go through the tunnel and that's where like the actual main resort is I forget then, that this is going to be like your map is going to be kind of like Fortnite concept exactly, in the sense yeah. that it's like different seasons on mm -hmm. the different sides of the map. I, we probably should back up and talk about some of the high level stuff because maybe a lot of people listening didn't listen to our first podcast. That was like a year ago, um, which that'll be linked below if anybody that wants to go listen to that. Long. It's been that long. Uh, there's timestamps in that old podcast. If anybody does want to go back and listen or watch that on YouTube or Spotify or whatever, timestamps, you can go look at all sections you want. But um, so your map is, you said, if I remember right, it's going to be kind of like 
seven by seven size because like you you're so old mckinney it's gonna be about seven seven and a half by six point nine ish okay give or, give or take and then it, when you add in the water which is how they get to eight by eight right it's going to be around 10 by 10. gotcha so a very very large map and you're you basically have here one, two, Much three, four, five islands, and they're all you know interconnected with like whatever roadways or bridges and what have you. Mm -hmm. And then the the north island is going to be basically like the snowy winterland. The yeah. eastern island is like a desert area, and then the mm -hmm. main middle and the southern islands are all more like foresty. Not jungle, but you know, foresty that oh, kind of stuff. Jungle off to the to the southwest, and then the rest is going to be like heavy forest. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I I like honestly, I like that take on a map design as opposed to doing, you know, five, six, seven, eight maps, and then having to worry about like updating each map and cycling through them and the map selection, all that kind of stuff. Just seems like it's it's added strain on the developers that isn't needed. So I, I like yeah, that you I guys mean, are going for that with single map approach on the developers. Like theoretically, uh, if, if, if it, if it's successful and we have the people like developing the maps wouldn't necessarily be an issue. The issue that comes into it is what we've seen with PUBG is that as the player numbers dwindle, which they inevitably will, unless, you know, we crack the, you know, code, mm -hmm. um, you don't want people skipping maps you don't want people you know you don't want all those extra cues and all that extra yeah. you know we want map selection and this and that but this also gives us the opportunity to continuously refresh the map like they do in fortnite right right you know so and you guys are only focusing shit. on fpp right so that's one less yes. type of cue to exactly. worry about so you're gonna so, have so yeah. fpp one map and then you're gonna have solos duos and squads or are there more of that yeah solos duos, squads okay it's just it's just like that um yeah we want to we want to be able to do neat stuff um like if we have new features and stuff to test then we can just pick an area and kind of like if it's something specific like a new i don't know a new building type or something like that we can just plop it into an existing area mm -hmm. readjust for it and stuff like that i don't know i just think it's 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 overall less complicated it's better for your numbers and you know, and and also we're going to have cool things like area specific weather patterns, you know, like a blizzard oh? up north in, in okay. the snow or rain in the jungle when you're down there and stuff like that. That's cool. Yeah, so it's going to be cool. Is Are the weather plans like, are they going to be like persistent where um, it like you load into the map and it's just, it's instead of like, you know, I'm going to keep referencing PUBG just because it's a lot, a lot of people recognize, but. Like, you know, PUBG, like Miramar has like Miramar sunset, Miramar day, like the daytime, Miramar morning. Like there's different preset weather modes for that map. So uh, is, for the um, specific areas, they're, they're just going to be like throughout the map. Like every map will have like a certain percentage for there to be a thunderstorm rain thing happening okay. in the jungle. Okay. And there's a certain percentage that the north is going to snow um it's not going to be every time right maybe it'll be off and on throughout the match we'll have to see how that works but i think uh, that's yeah, a cool, think good it'll idea just, it'll be at, it'll add something neat to those areas mm -hmm. that 
you know, you won't get in other areas. Uh, as far as like the global map weather, um, right now there are no plans to do anything other than just the straight sunshine. But we were thinking like uh, Wacky Jackie on what ways back did a video of like his version of like night vision or whatever. Yeah. And I thought yeah. it was pretty cool and pretty dope. So I thought we could do a night map where you get night vision goggles that you can use, but they're like battery powered. So you have to like decide when you use them when you don't. use. Oh, them. cool. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a sick so little mode. Something that I was thinking that we could do like once every 10 maps or something, you get the night version with the night vision and then you play it that way. I yeah, that'd be cool. But we'll have to see. Obviously, it, it comes down to what we can do technically. Sure. Without. I mean, we're already pushing the boundaries, I think, in terms of um, upgrading and taking away FBA, FPS to do that. You know, so we, we we need to strike a balance. We want to we want you to have a minimum of FPS, you know, while still having an upgraded visually, audibly, you know, all around better game. Yeah. So. And I mean, you're always going to have those people that like, you know, don't they don't care how much time and effort you and the and the other developers put into making the game look pretty. They're going to put everything on super very low and like stretch yeah, res and, and I, like, yeah. Find ways to make it so that they, you don't have to do that. So I, we'll, I don't we'll think you'll get away from that. People are just gonna want to be FPS, you know. The like is, the main reason they do it in PUBG is because, like in in the you know the servers can't handle the load mm -hmm. during the esports because there's 50 people in like the last circle and stuff like that. So the servers give you really horrible FPS. Right. So if we can find a way to kind of you know work around that. Mm -hmm. then then do that but we'll have to see uh one thing actually we do need to talk about concerning servers there's some good news okay let's hear it and some bad news oh let's hear so, it still there uh I, I can't remember exactly what what it's called but essentially there's going to be processes that PUBG currently does on the client side of things instead of the server side of things okay and we're going to be doing those things on the server so one, that's going to require us to, to have beefier servers, which we already wanted to have anyway, because we want to have higher tick rate servers than PUBG did, which should theoretically make hit registration and things like that a lot more reliable. Mm -hmm. But the, oh, another thing is that it immediately and fully eliminates the possibility of doing things like speed hacking and stuff like that. It eliminates it eliminates it you cannot speed hack without these things being done in the client at least that's what rev told me okay you and and for those who don't know rev is is your you're basically your lead developer your lead he's coder the lead yes. right okay. the guy who knows the things he's 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 been doing web development and unreal engine development for like 25 years so the man knows his shit Awesome. And and by the way, I, we haven't mentioned this, but in the intro, I'll have mentioned this unless someone skips over it. You can obviously go to the Rings of Battle official Discord. That link will be in the description. That's where Rev and you post updates, you know, sometimes weekly, monthly, just as like what's happening in the development cycle. You look for feedback of the community. You post, you know, polls and questionnaires and all that kind of stuff. So if anyone is interested in that sort of stuff, seeing the development, being a part of it, make sure to join the discord and follow him on uh, Twitter. Of course, all those links will be down below. We always answer. 
Yes. I have ADHD, so I can't help but not answer. <laughs> it's it, not a bad thing. I see a message. I need to answer it. Not a bad thing. What's going on? Um, so I, I did have a few questions from the community, but the your question or the topic you just brought up about server made me want to ask a few more. So it, how how difficult is the server side of the equation when it comes to game development? Like you, when you said we want to get a server that's higher tick rate than PUBG and we need beefier servers, like what does that actually mm -hmm. look like when you go to purchase said servers? Uh, in terms of like a, a monetary value, I have no idea. But I mean, is so, it like, do you just reach out to a company and say, hey, I, I'm, I'm creating a video game and I want to host X amount of thousands of players potentially or whatever. Like, do you yeah, just like um, buy it based on bulk? Like, like, how does that? Basically how it works. So, uh, so I've got, we've got a guy who, who does a, AWS servers and things like that. Okay. So basically what, what, what happens is, and this is a very high level high level high level know, that's that's fine a whole lot of it myself but so essentially we 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 code in the net code and how it would interact with servers and things like that and then we have like a list of things that we want to accomplish mm -hmm. you know and what we need you know tick grade and things like that cores etc etc all the stuff that you would configure into a server and then we would go to companies and say this is what we need you know how much is it going to cost us? And then we would basically shop it around to all available server providers in, in the areas that we want to cover. And then, so basically we would then take our net code and all that stuff and we would apply everything to the servers and blah, blah, blah. That's, that's about as in-depth as I can get. Okay. Unfortunately. Where, where are y'all looking to get servers at? Have, um, you, have you gotten that far yet? We haven't actually thought about it. I mean, obviously, AWS is probably going to be our, our first choice if we can afford it. Okay. Uh, they're the most reliable at the moment. They also, I think, have the largest coverage of uh, servers in, in the world. So that'll probably be our first choice. Obviously, we want to make sure that whatever we choose, it can handle the the load that we want to throw at it. Um, For sure. The initial servers... Um, that's going to be for when beta testing happens. So that's going to be probably AWS as well. We'll just throw up a couple instances. We'll get four or 500 people in and then we'll throw some tests together. Right. Grab some footage, you know, mm -hmm. can share it with the world, et cetera. That'd and be that, exciting that's too. pretty cheap in itself. So basically, and that's why, like, I think like, um, games letting people churn up their own servers is is a good thing because it's not expensive for you say to host a server for a couple of your buddies it's not expensive because you don't need it running 24 7 etc you don't have like a lot of requirements you can set your own your own rules and things like that so maybe we can think about that route you know have people running their own server communities and stuff like that so would that we'll be like battlefield 4-esque like how you could yeah, purchase a server like kind of thing interesting okay that and that'd be mainly for custom games though like like custom you would still have like rob main servers stuff. i don't know whatever you guys want to do with them gotcha Maybe well if we can get mod tools I, okay so i was just gonna ask yeah. well what about modding like have y'all have y'all considered adding mod support do you have plans to do mod support like, what does that part of it look like um 
if if the demand is high enough and we can justify the cost, then definitely we're going to go modding servers. And as turn and as far as what that might look like, I don't know what that would look like in a in a BR besides being like a custom server thing. Maybe we'll allow something like Forge or how Fortnite allows mm-hmm. you to like take assets and then rebuild other things. I don't know yet, so we'll, we will have to see. That's something that that we'll have to look at farther down the road. Yeah, obviously we need to get more established as a as a gaming company and a game first before that's something we tackle. You but know, it sounds like you're perceptive to it, like the thought of oh, like yeah. allowing very people respectful. to mod your game. You're you're open to that. I'm very open to that, hundred percent. Cool. Like I I do not care like how people want to play i just want to make people happy i want people to have things that they enjoy they come home to they they have a little fun with their friends or you know streaming whatever yeah that's awesome okay um all right so let's get into some of the questions then from the community if if you're ready i'm ready all right uh so how has the concept of the revive mechanic changed or has it changed at all from your initial inception so, you know, PUBG just dropped um, their revive. Has that influenced your thought process on how you guys are going to do yours? And, and I guess before you at, answer the question about how it's changed, can you just give a high level overview about what is your revive mechanics yeah, that people so, know? Um, as far as changes, nothing has changed except for one thing, and that's how knocking works. Okay. Um, we didn't cover this in the last video because it was something that I recently decided that I think is better for the community. All right. Um, because of like the toxicity around like flushing and things like that and kill steals, etc. Um, I don't think people should get credit for something they didn't really do. You okay. Know? Um, so uh knocking now won't be the typical knock. So when you get knocked, you're just flat dead, basically. Like you're not dead yet, but you're dead in terms of like you can't move, you you're spectating your 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 character, your your uh, teammates' characters now. Et okay. Okay. So you won't be able to give any information, but the team won't be able to eliminate you from the match in any way, unless they eliminate your partners. Um. And so basically, when you're downed, we're gonna call it downs now instead of mm-hmm. knocks. When you're downed, you're 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 dead. You know, quote unquote. Um. And then basically, there's a timer that starts. Mm-hmm. And then that timer um, is basically if you don't res before the timer's up, then then you're dead. And then the player gets the the, the kill, uh, etc. Okay. So, and one thing I'm thinking about um, is so you also have the dog tag. So here, so you get knocked. You you either res them there, or you grab the dog tag and you res them at the bunker. Um. But I'm thinking of putting a timer on the bunker res as well. Or just having a like a flat timer for the whole whole thing. So that's not that's something that we're going to need to test. Okay. But yeah, so basically, um, you will when you go to the bunker to get res, it's going to be like, I don't know, something like a 30 second thing and it's going to be instantaneous. So once you once you do the res, the guy comes back right then and there and then you know you'll be in the bunker so hopefully there'll be loot for you etc so okay it should theoretically the way we have it said it should make it still difficult while also not making it unforgiving not cheesy not cheesable you know nobody will be able to steal your dog tag 
right? Okay. The only <laughs> right? way you can prevent the other team from resing their partner is by killing them. Killing yeah. the, 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 remaining, the remaining teammates. Exactly. Okay, exactly. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so, so, yeah. Just to kind of recap to make sure I understand what you're saying there. So you're going to have, um, if uh, me and my teammates are fighting, if I get headshot with a sniper and I'm, yeah. I'm knocked in, in rings of battle, it's not going to be called knocked. You're going to be called downed. Yeah, you're down. Okay, so I'm downed and my body is like flat on the ground, like you're just flat on the ground doing nothing. I'm lootable at that point, like an enemy or a teammate could loot me. Yes. You're lootable, teammate can loot you. Okay. And you're so you're essentially dead. But right. until your team is eliminated, you're not technically dead yet. Okay. And so there's gonna be some time uh, undetermined yeah. yet that's like on my bike, a circle timer or something like that. And then yeah, exactly my teammates can come to my body and either do the normal 10 second um, revive mechanic like you would in PUBG. That mm -hmm. would pick me back up right there. I still have all my stuff on me. Exactly. Or if that timer uh, passes, they can then mm -hmm. take my dog tag, bring it to one of the random spawn bunkers throughout the maps, mm -hmm. and then go and put me in the crowd chamber and, and revive me there. But if I if they do that, I come back naked, like no loot, no I'm nothing, naked, right? But keep in mind that in the bunker, there is the level three gear. All the loot, with, yeah, okay. Uh, there's also the, um, the station, the upgrade station. You'll be able to get loot from that as well. Okay. So, so the... And that's something that that kind of makes PUBG's kind of a wash sometimes. It's like even if you come back, you're basically useless because you have nothing. You know, it makes it a little pointless in certain yeah. situations to even to even bother with it. And that leads again to I think RNG. There's it's too much RNG in PUBG, mm -hmm. in my opinion, and that just leads lends to more RNG, and we don't want that. Okay, we want so things to be very <clears throat> deliberate. Um. So. You make a good point, obviously, about coming back sometimes in PUBG. Like right now, the way the current revive mechanism works is if you get revived using the blue chip transmitter or a blue chip tower, you come back with literally nothing. And you, you're flying from the air, which is also added delay time. You don't come back immediately. You have to wait for the next circle to go. So there's a lot of time between you dying, you coming back for your teammate to either get killed or you not to have a safe spot to land and get loot so yeah i understand exactly what you're saying there and in rings of battle when you get revived in the crowd chamber you're not floating in flying in you're literally like spawned back into this cryo tube right there with your yeah. buddy and you'll have access to you know immediate loot because these bunkers if i remember mm -hmm. correctly they're ai patrolled so your team's gonna yeah. have to clear the ai from the bunker first of all strong ai potentially um, then they'll have access to all the loot from the AI and the loot in the bunker and there's workbenches or upgrade tables also. So there'll be a plethora of loot there, you know, exactly. potentially for you to, to pick up and just kind of get, get out of there and go. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then for the bunkers, those, um, I know you, you didn't, at least the last time we said you didn't say the exact amount of bunkers, but they, they are still going to be randomly located like how PUBG's uh, towers are randomly located. Okay. The inside might be randomly generated. Like the, the internal, uh, layout of, of okay. the bunkers okay. might be random and random in the sense that like, we'll have like five or six different layouts and then right. each bunker will randomly get one of those layouts. Okay. 
And but the bunker's physical location, everybody will Holistic. know. Okay, that bunker is like near this town. That bunker is near this town, or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, makes sense. Um, what about your? You mentioned the dog tag. Can that be taken off of your body by an enemy and stolen no. or whatever? No. no. So that that's that's not an option. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, so. I, I like that. I, I like the sound of that. I definitely like the idea of not being able to steal the dog tag too, because I, I'll be honest, when, when PUBG first announced it, I was on the fence of, you know, it's probably not going to be that bad. I doubt people are going to cheese it like it. You know, I, I kind of, I tend to give people the benefit of the doubt after mm-hmm. playing on it for a couple of weeks. They cheese the crap out of it, it. Like it does, like it doesn't happen all the time, but it does happen. And when it happens, it really is a sour feeling. You know, like and they're it, camping the, the towers. Yeah, the which time. I mean like, which is fine. Yeah, like that, that's a valid strat. Like you could, you could do that. That's, that's okay. But like being able to like just take away the dog tag and, and like throw it in the bush and run away. That was, ah, that's very, very suspect. So well, I, and, I'm glad and, you addressed that. Before before uh, we move on, uh, if we were going to move on, oh, uh, I want to address people saying, "Well, the dog tag thing—it just you know, you can the guy can just run away and come back later or whatever." Mm-hmm. Technically, that is possible, but we we have to remember that in Rings of Battle, there is no hiding in the in the zone. So, like you you get a lot of damage from the zone, right? Exactly. Like you're right. gonna die probably trying to do some stuff like that. But basically, so like you're you're fighting a team, you knock one. If you're at his body, you're basically just gonna stay at his body. And like unless the zone is pushing you, you have no reason to leave that body. Right. So you can just guard that body until the zone does push. And if they, they don't want to come get the guy, then whatever, then they lose a teammate. Right. You know? Right. So either they fight you or you know you're both going to be running at the zone or whatever you know it's it's just going to be a lot of strategy involved but it's not going to be like a cheesy well now they're not going to fight me because we we have their their guy or whatever he can yeah. just come back later no, there's no sneaking around into the blue zone or anything like that well right. we're gonna have like a green cloud zone but you, you get what i'm saying no 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 oh, oh you, your your blue zone is going to be called a like a gas green cloud okay green okay cloud, yeah. gotcha okay um, so, and one thing I guess we, I kind of breezed over, but like a pretty big change from people who are used to PUBG to now come into ROB is that without the, the knocked mechanic, that, that is going to be really interesting to see how people perceive that because I, I personally, I'm, I'm either way on it. Like, I don't mind the fact that like you're saying, if I get headshot with a sniper, I'm kind of just, I'm down, I'm done unless my teammate revives me right there. Um, you know, but not being able to crawl into safety, into cover, that's going to be a big game me- mechanic that, change, I mean, you know? That is, that is where teammate teamwork comes into play. Like, there's so many, like, if you played squads with random people and you don't have, like, your set crew, there's so many guys that just run off in other directions and then, you know, right. technically they're safe, because you know they get knocked, they can crawl behind things or this and that. So mm-hmm. That that, that there's a layer, there's that like layer of safety that we want to take away. You know, right? We want to make it a bit more punishing to act like a solo and not play like a team. Yeah, yeah that that'll and, be and interesting also to see. To think before you act. You know. Mm-hmm. But you know, not having to worry about your teammate getting flushed is also going to exactly. be like kind of like a stress reliever you know you don't you don't have to rush because like well they're dead anyway like i have to either get to their body and revive them like i would normally or get their tag 
and then make my way to the bunker, you know, if I can and get done this fight. This mad rush, third party and crap. Right, know? right. Try to steal kills. <clears throat> if you want to kill, you need to be the one to, to, to kill the person, you know? Yeah, so... Or kill the rest of the team, and then you'll get those kills. But you can't steal a kill from another player. How will assists only... work? Again, only, so only assist, if you shoot the same so person kind like, of thing? If, you, if you're shooting the person and the other guy gets the kill, you'll still get the assist points. You'll gotcha. also get damage. Gotcha, you okay. get a kill point. And, and basically, whoever gets the last bullet is going to get the kill point. But the way we're doing this, the point system, is that you'll still get more points than they did, even though they got a kill. Because right? you so did more damage? Be worth less points than your damage and assist points will be. Gotcha. So you'll rank up still faster than they would, even though they got the kill. So it's a, we're, we're not we're trying to make sure that it's not like a mad dash to get the most kills and to get, to, to, no it's it's all about the team working together everybody gets to the end point you're all going to get points as long as you're hitting your shots you might not get the kills right but that's okay you're still going to get points good okay and they're going to matter right well so speaking of having the points matter what what kind of reward system have you guys thought about for the end game like what is it just mm -hmm. like Hey, I, I get X amount of XP um, based on all the damage I did and the kills. And then if I get the victory, I get extra XP. Or is there anything that like persists so, out of game? So basically, like you'll have your assist points, you'll have your mm -hmm. damage points, you'll have your survival points, you know, your healing points, all these all these background right. systems that, that normally happen and all the other things. They'll, they'll be the same. Uh, the only difference is that for winning, you're going to get like currency. And we talked about this in the last video, and then that currency will take you to a special store that you can only use that currency for those mm, skins. So you mm -hmm. need to win to get these skins. So, right? And it's not going to be like a one-win thing. No, you need to have... You're going to have to accumulate a bunch of this currency before you can start spending. Would um, And again, forgive the PUBG reference, but just to make it easy mm -hmm. for people listening, it, will it be uh, similar to like the artisan token in the workshop for PUBG, where like there's like only like five specialty skins there and you can only mm -hmm. buy them with these like quote unquote artisan tokens is that like the kind um, of thing you're talking about like a very small amount of specialty skins like, like yeah we'll have like a, a group of 10 skins mm -hmm. initially like super special skins will make them super sexy and sweet or whatever and then you can only achieve those skins by winning and using that currency to buy those skins that's gotcha. the only way of being you won't be able to purchase you those them, straight. Okay. You can't, you can't trade them. That's going to be your, like, I am such a badass. I have this skin. I've won so many matches, etc. That's cool. That's cool. Um, another thing that I want to do um, is because, like, if you look at, like, Tarkov, you see that there's, like, various weapon parts that you can add to weapons. And yes. There's, like, yeah. different styles of, like, uh, red dots and other scopes, etc. And like that. So... I want to add that as like a reward system. So I eventually we want to make it so that each weapon has like slots on the weapon. Okay. You can, down, you can, you can <laughs> basically level the weapon up and you can unlock slots and then you can switch. So like your handguard can be like red aluminum versus a plastic or something. Like okay. That, you know? and, okay. And then you can change your red dots, the, the, like the shape and things like that, you know? So, and then, so basically you, you would set up your weapon outside, and then when you go in game, when you pick up that weapon, it'll have that visual 
thing but the gotcha. skins would still apply but like the weapon itself like the parts of the weapon would look different that's that cool okay like yeah that, that does it does style of bus stock, different style of like vertical grip etc but that they won't change the mechanic of the gun like no. the stats of the gun no it's all visual gotcha gotcha i, I like that i think it's cool just gives you something something cool to work for you know things to unlock yep etc um but so there will be things that do change weapons and that's at the upgrade station so you can like change the scar l to a scar h mm -hmm. change the vss to, to to the assault rifle variant so that you okay. can just have a red dot you know etc things like that now for the workbench because i love the idea of like the workbench in game mm -hmm. and well, that um, is I think you I think you said it would require like in game, not currency, but like you have to trade so, in like heals or something for like if y'all. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm torn on that. So it's like, do I want to make it loot based like you can exchange your loot for other things or do I want to make it like super people where you pick up little coins throughout mm, the match? Mm, yeah, but, but the coins wouldn't be something that carry over per match it'd be just for that singular match you would find the the currency on the ground and you could right. spend it at the station so we'll, we'll have to test that and see how that works we'll probably end up going with the currency thing because it's the easiest thing mm -hmm. and then you don't have to do all the math behind how much this weighs and how much it should be and stuff like that but we'll see we'll do some testing with that okay. basically the station is is sort of going to kind of work like a like a war zone buy zone like yeah. Buy station. yeah 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. so you'll be able to buy you know attachments you'll be able to buy gear etc so if you couldn't find a, an extended mag you could just buy one at the station oh so that also will be special things for certain weapons like like the clock can get like a drum mag or something like that you know <laughs> okay okay um will you be able to get anything gear wise from the buy station that you could not get uh in the in the world like as a rare spawn or something no, the level three stuff will yeah. remain just a random item that you get in the bunker okay and each bunker will have its own random randomized set and that's because i personally think that PUBG put too much of that stuff on the maps. There's way too much level three gear. It's not rare, it's not exciting, it's not cool, you know, it's just, it's everywhere. It's and very overpowered on like Vikendi and Tago, where there's like, you know, those mm -hmm. massive amounts of drops and all that kind of stuff. And you have the the cave and, you know, then the security oh, rooms and all that kind of stuff. It takes away a little bit of the survival factor, you know? Yeah, it's it's an interesting balance because on, on one hand, having multiple methods of getting that high tier gear does kind of even out the playing field in a sense because you're not gonna have only the best squad who wins the airdrops. But the thing is, you know, get is it. that this gear isn't replaceable except for going to another bunker. So there is no world spawn level three gear mm -hmm. anywhere. So no vest, no bag, all that's in the bunker. Okay. So at most in any given match there's going to be 10 sets of this gear oh because there's 10 bunkers exactly the roundabout 10 i don't know exactly the number yet but but basically if if they lose the level three helmet they lose the level three vest that's it they got to go back to the other vest well um okay with well, two questions are there no airdrops in rings of battle 
Okay. Airdrops. No airdrops. And then what about when the gear does break? Like in mm -hmm. PUBG, the vest still stays on you, providing you extra loot capacity and a little yeah. bit of mitigation on yeah. ROB. It's gone, gone, gone. Gone, gone, because uh, the bag is the only thing that, that holds gear. Nothing else. Right. And I, if I remember your bag... Okay, yeah, so you have a rig and the bag, and yeah. the the rig um, is is kind of like kind of like your class that you want to play as that game right because you said like it's a, a dual pistol rig and then you had like a rig just a regular rig that had like you can only carry maybe one frag grenade and one smoke grenade or something like didn't you have different tiers like that two two frags two and i think three uh, utility and then the, you have the support which is five utility no frags and then you have the pistolier which is three utility no no lethal but you get an extra pistol slot mm -hmm. and that's because you can dual wield dual with them yeah um and then also because we're contemplating adding like kind of gear like what what PUBG has we want to have like the tech rig which is like the pistolier rig but then you have the tech slot which you give up your throwables your oh yeah for that as well yeah so if you say like if we add a UAV or <laughs> something me. like that then it would go in the tech slot and then you wouldn't be able to have grenades or Wait, mollies. UAV as in like a pilotable drone like, or, yeah, like drone or okay, like okay, okay. So like and like like the tactical like gear, gear, like Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Um yeah, that, that'll be interesting. And obviously you guys got a ton of time to test it. So that's that's awesome. All right. Um a couple other questions from the community. Yeah. What and this might be kind of specific. So, do you know anything about the render distance for objects in the game? Like, is there a certain distance at which stuff just stops rendering? Uh, or so, I think the most anything will ever render is about one point two kilometers. Okay. So a little over a thousand meters would be the longest that something would render. But we need to do some testing because I want to see we can get the grass to render further than than 100 200 meters so that way people aren't like left out on hills with no cover when right. they think they're over. um so we'll, we'll do some testing about that as it stands our grass right now is pretty performant so we might be able to pull that off but we'll we'll have to see what does that mean um, pre pre-performant what does that mean uh it just means it, it it runs well it doesn't tank the fps oh okay okay um so yeah we'll, we'll we'll have to see we'll have to do some testing um right now we don't have any of the um calling in, installed yet so basically you can see all the things at all points on the map okay and it at 4k ultra it drops my fps down to like 60 so obviously we'll we'll need to to rein that in a little bit but uh, sure. yeah we want to make it a little bit further in terms of foliage than okay. G. But everything else you should expect about the same about a thousand give or take okay um what what is your rig by the way like your gear on your computer your 4k monitor what kind of gpu you're running a 3090 and okay. a 5900x okay okay um what about in-game limb damage multipliers will will there be any limb there damage will be no limb damage multipliers so none and the then Suppliers that will exist are the LMGs will do more damage to vehicles. Okay. Possibly less damage to people. Okay. Um, 
and there's a multiplier for headshots i'm assuming right like if you hit the head yeah, it's gonna I mean, do okay typical typical stuff for that yeah but. okay well like what about like um uh on on pub there's different parts of the body that actually receive different amounts of damages not just limbs but like upper like chest no, well, like, like, so, like, the abdomen oh, to the yeah. upper so, chest takes different damages. Is that? Yeah, we're we're gonna eliminate that. So the okay. the full from the neck down to the pelvis mm -hmm. is one one body zone. So that's gotcha. that's torso. Gotcha. And then uh, neck and head, that's a head shot. Mm -hmm. And then the the arms and legs will be the limb shot. So it doesn't matter okay. if it hits the hand or the forearm or the shoulder. It's all gonna do the same damage. Makes sense. Okay. Uh, how, how will the movement work in terms of like vaulting, sprinting, crouching, proning, and lean, uh, like lean spamming? How, how is that going to work in ROB? Um, so in terms of the, the spamming of things, uh, we're going to go, I think it's CSGO that does it, but basically like the slowdown approach. So the more you do it, the slower it gets. Okay. So like initially you'll be like, bam. You know, mm -hmm. but then uh, as you go, it'll be bam, bam. Okay. And then eventually, it'll just be like, <laughs> you know? just waiting to get shot. So, right. uh, boys will be not quite as powerful in, in ROB. Okay. Um, in terms of movement, we're going to make it a little bit speedier than PUBG in some areas. So, vaulting will be faster. Um, you know stuff like that maybe running will get a slight boost but also running speeds will depend on the gear that you're wearing and the weapons that you're carrying so you know there's going to be a lot of calculations into that but overall it should feel like a smoother more sped up PUBG. okay Un like unlimited sprint PUBG and, and world and, and modern warfare 2. okay uh is there going to be unlimited sprint, unlimited sprint yeah. okay there, there'll be no stamina or anything like that um, what about the crouching or proning? Will you be able to, um, like just move as normal when you're crouch prone? Um, you're not spamming it. It's fine. Okay. But, but if you do it's spam, like stand, crouch, stand, slower, crouch, yeah. it slows it. Okay. Slower, yeah. Interesting. And, it's um, gonna be a quick, it's gonna be quick. So you probably get two before it starts to slow to the point where you're going to be detrimental. So gotcha. And is there an, just an internal cooldown, or like, do, will will the player know what their cooldown bar no, meter be, is? It'll be invisible, but you'll you'll get a feel for it. We'll we'll probably obviously put the numbers out there. Like it'll probably be like a thirty second cooldown if you if you get to the slow thing, maybe thirty seconds before you can do a fast one again or something like that. I don't gotcha. know. We'll see. We'll have okay. to test test those things so it doesn't feel too punishing, but enough that you don't go. You, you don't know. abuse it. Yeah. Exactly. Um, what about boot boosting? Is there boosting in ROB, like with painkillers and drinks, whatever? Um, each boost will have its own, um, like, like, okay. So, for instance, the adrenaline syringe mm -hmm. will do a full boost. But it'll also double all the benefits. So speed and, and healing will be faster in terms okay. of the ticking yeah right um and as, in terms of your running you'll get a slightly higher speed boost with the adrenaline slinge but at the same time you can't boost again until that adrenaline slinge is completely gone ah interesting okay yeah and then the other boosts will just work as normal one will go much faster but mm -hmm. it'll boost for less 
one will be slower, but it'll boost for longer. And can you double dip on the, the smaller boost? Or you, you have to wait to the, the okay. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. Those will just be speed differences. Like if I need a quick boost, boom, or if I need like a full, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. And situations just like they are now in, in PUBG. So it'd be similar. Um, so kind of a more broad question. What have you seen anything from playing other BRs, whether it's PUBG or you said Tarkov or Warzone? Have you seen anything in the past six months or so that's made you rethink some developmental choices around ROB or, or have you just kind of still been, you know, sticking to the original plan for the game? Um, as far as changing uh, any of the original stuff, no. I think we're still headed in a solid direction. I think uh, are the choices that we're going to make should make the hardcore battle royale a bit more palatable, I guess, for a lot more people. Mm -hmm. um, but there are there have been things that I saw in other battle royales. And I said, that's pretty neat. You know, maybe we should try to implement something, you know, along those lines. Like, for instance, like when I saw the dynamic circles in Super People, that was something I was like, yes, we got to have that because that makes sense. Right. You know, and then like with the like the the bunker station where you can buy things like I, I, I would like to do ammo boxes, which you see in in, um, in Warzone. So you can carry like a yep. box and if you need more ammo, you just throw it down and get more more ammo that way. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Okay. What about from Warzone their um their triple ending like moving circle thing? Um when I first saw it, I was like, hell yeah, that's pretty cool, you know, innovative, kind of neat. But then when you see it in practice, it's actually horrible. I think. <laughs> really, really yeah. Like and, and you get caught in those and it's I don't know, it's frustrating a lot yeah. of times, you know. Who needs triple the RNG? Not me. So. understood understood and i guess that wouldn't really fit necessarily the uh the more hardcore experience um you know adding that extra layer of rng but also because of how deadly our circles are that would be atrocious I think. yeah that's true that's true it's yeah um okay so what when can people expect to see some um gameplay of the game you mentioned like we are trying to shoot for at least getting boots on the ground by around september even if it's a couple people behind the scenes you know just testing some stuff we're trying to to get some things and then obviously from that we'll pull some video and stuff and so so in the next few months you should should be seeing some some solid gameplay stuff sweet whether sweet. it be okay. playable or not for the masses that we'll have to see but I, I predict some people are going to get their hands on it okay. in, in the next in the next few months, and and we'll get we'll finally get some like real in-game feedback. And the only reason why it's taking so long is because you know this map is huge, and we want it to be more thought out, more precise, more beautiful than than any of PUBG's maps, right? So and that includes like laborious going around the map, studying different sight lines and making sure, you know, they're not overpowered and not too many. There's not too many areas where people can third party, et cetera, you know, making sure that there's not too many areas where there's not enough cover. Mm -hmm. There's not too many areas where there's too much cover, et cetera, you know? Well, I obviously have, I have no knowledge on game development, but it seems like stuff like that would be 
one of those things that's super hard to precursor in the development stage. And then once you get people playing it and like you're looking at map analytics of like hot, point, hot points and that kind of stuff, your heat maps, then you can be like, oh, okay, this this is like a little too powerful yeah. of an area to be in. Maybe we got to, you know, kind of dial Maybe that back a little wrong, bit or something like that. When you don't have a full blown art department to, to you know, pump out assets. Dude, you guys got to get on board AI, man. <laughs> get the, get the AI just, to do it. <laughs> trying to get as much done right the first time. Sure, I respect so that. that. We have to make minimum revisions because yeah. we don't have a lot of people. We don't have a lot of money. And, mm -hmm. you know, the more time we take now, the less time we need to take later. Right. So. Well, I was going to ask, have you all thought about, um, you know, cutting the map in half? essentially for like the mm. the alpha kind of thing like hey like let's just focus on instead of a oh, 10 by 10 sure. like a 5 by like, 5 you're, let's you're not going to get the whole map by by september probably okay okay um, more than likely it's going to be a, a shell of what it will be eventually so mm -hmm. you're going to get like early sandhawks where the buildings don't have textures gotcha and, you know and then maybe you'll just be fighting behind a square <laughs> that's just but, you know, where a rock might be etc right you know, that kind of stuff uh yeah it's gonna it's gonna be rough visually at first i mean there'll be some 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 nice areas obviously but the true details won't come until until you know much later okay um i just want to make sure that you know when we do the testing like i call it a beta but really i want it to, to, to click immediately so when we when we give it to the discord people other people will have tested it and we're going to make sure that it's fun right and that that one it runs well enough there's not a lot of bugs well I'm, th there can be bugs but i mean like not super game game crap yeah 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 so, so when we hand it to you in beta it's going to be slightly more polished than i think you you would expect you know so did you or do you keep up with at all um dr disrespect's new game dead drop and the okay so i i've played every snapshot that they've released and it, isn't it an egg so from a developer isn't it interesting mm -hmm. to see that take on a release of a video game because they do get a ton of backlash from um, just like an outside third party. Oh, what game are you playing? Oh, this looks like crap. Like just visually, but yeah, as a player, uh, well, it's really fun getting getting your hands on that early, early, you know, and kind of watching it develop and change over the months. I think it has a lot to do with the art style that they went with as well. Like they're going for kind of like an Apex Legend futuristic kind of thing. Yeah. And I think maybe that also lends maybe to the fact that it doesn't look great. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I mean, that's to be expected. I personally, my problem with that game isn't that it doesn't look visually great. I mean, I think the concept itself, while neat, I don't think it has staying power. The way it is, is designed now, I think it'll be something that will get boring very quickly. If that makes sense, I don't feel like at the moment they have a good um, hook that keeps you coming back for more. Do you think sense. it's just because it's an extraction shooter or? Yeah, I think that has something to do with it as well. Like, I'm, I'm not entirely sure where he gets the idea of it being a BR in any way. 
Well, I, I, I don't think that's in. Yeah, I think they've, they've abandoned the concept of calling it a BR. Like, I think at this point, it's, 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 it's a, a full on vertical extraction yeah, shooter. And yeah. See, and that's the thing is like the, everyone's saying that extraction shooters are the future, but I just don't as they are now, like with Tarkov, it's extremely repetitive. And once you get to the end game where you have like all the stuff that you want and you got mm-hmm. all the gear, it's just like it's boring. You don't want to play it anymore. And I don't think that they've cracked that code yet from what yeah. I've seen from snapshots. So I, I've played Tarkov very leisurely, not like in it to win it by any means. I have close buddies of mine who do play religiously and, and they, they, they really enjoy playing it like every day if they could. And I, I think part of the, the grind for them is the fact that they, they, the developers force a hard wipe on like you know so basically you force everyone back to square one yeah. so it's kind of like this rat race to get back to what you had before sort of thing part of what really sells that game is its style and it's 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 environments and it's immersion like the way that it, that it plays that has a lot to do with it and i think a futuristic version of that as this one is i just don't think that has the same appeal like it, it has more of like an arcadey feel yeah, Which, I, I understand that. I've seen from the cycle frontier didn't click with a lot of people. And I just, yeah, I don't know if it's just Doc's name that's bringing in all of the bodies right now, but I just don't think once it's released and people play it, I just don't see his name bringing it higher than it already is. Like, I don't see it becoming the next big thing. Obviously, people are going to play it. I just don't yeah. see it taking off. Mm. As, as, it, as it stands now, I don't, I'm not seeing anything that says, hell yeah, I need to play this game other than Doc. Yeah. Especially with the NFTs and all that shit. Ugh. Yeah, it, it's an interesting um, take on it because you, you're, you are partly right there in the sense that if the Doc's name wasn't attached to it and they oh were releasing God. these pre-alphas, would it still carry the same weight? And obviously the answer is no, it would not carry the same weight, but would it still be interesting enough for people to, you know, to be kind of waiting, waiting on each drop, so to speak. And then the NFT part of it, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm so either way on the NFT thoughts of in game, like specifically for video games, I think it makes sense that you would allow a player to own an item um, yeah. like in PUBG, it's so disheartening when you spend uh, potentially hundreds of dollars yeah, on these items and then you can't even sell them or do anything with them. You can just trade them, ba- trade them back into PUBG for like pennies on the dollar. It feels like you're at GameStop with a used, you know, a $60 game the next day. Yeah, they want to give mean, you 10 bucks for it. From that angle, I agree. But the way they talked about implementing it. Like Doc was saying, you know, wouldn't it be cool if you found like an item in game that was worth a hundred thousand dollars and immediately it clicks in your head, cheaters. Cheaters, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You yeah. are going to kill your game on arrival if you do that. Yeah. And if if the NFTs are anything other than just visual thing that you can buy and trade, like trading cards, kind of thing like that, mm-hmm. it's going to be flooded with cheaters, and there is nothing that they're going to be able to do about it. Yeah, that, that is a tough balance, isn't it? Giving people something persistent to chase for, like giving your your everyday gamer something to log in and boom, let me grind that day versus 
making it monetarily um attached and so then you have like people who really want to game the system and cheat you know that's that's a tough yeah. balance man because i remember back in the day like you, you remember like xbox achievements like on, on console mm -hmm. yeah, i used to have like of those xbox was the first platform to ever do like these achievements where you could like track it and it was such a cool thing to like it didn't give you anything in the game it was literally just an achievement on your profile but it was such a cool thing to like work for and earn and like show off to your buddies and compare achievements and then like to think that they'd essentially be doing achievements in game that are then sellable and then you attach a dollar figure to it it's like mm, i don't know man that one's tricky but you know, it's on the on the extraction shooter genre, it is interesting right now because I I I personally prefer battle royale still. Like I grew up, you know, in the Halo Call of Duty era. I'm over the uh, arena spawn redie spawn redie shooter. I'm yes. I'm over that. Love the battlefield, but I'm kind of over it. Then BRs is like this is what really excites me, and I get the. I get the urge to go play uh, an extraction shooter. I understand it. It does have a cool draw and potential of like, you're kind of basically creating this whole like ecosystem story within the game that like you control and you can modify your, your inventory loadout. And like you go to do a certain mission and like, while someone else is doing a completely different mission, it, I, I like the concept, but to me, battle Royale is still kind of where it's at. Yeah. But but nobody's really making BRs right now. Like your your company might be one of the only ones developing True. a BR right now. You have like I think people think that the the genre is dead, and I think that is partially because of how it's been mishandled. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah like what? Like you have Fortnite, which is like I think that's a whole different. The Fortnite is just like mega mega structure that yeah. they've like you know they've done everything. They've done. Mm -hmm everything you can do in fortnite but even then like you still have people complaining every other season about fortnite why'd you do this to shotguns well, and why'd you do this to this like, thing and they're gonna complain etc you know they, they're gonna complain but you can't blame them for mm -hmm. constantly innovating like they have literally innovated every season added something silly fun yeah they, they might but but it's also like you can always reel back. You know, you can put out something crazy, stupid, and go, "Oh, this didn't work. Let's pull it back." Versus like mm -hmm. not doing anything for two years and then adding a small little thing, and people being like, "This is it. This is what you did for two years." You know, yeah. like you got to give them credit for that. So you got like um, Rings of Battle is the the BR right? That's like the only that only one I know of in development. Then Doc's game is an extraction shooter um bungie just announced their extraction shooter psycho frontier is still in like beta development right that's extraction shooter um i, I think it's technically released oh is it out out it is out oh out, I ooh, think. yikes sure. um battlefield well, I, mean, like six, I mean they're happy with their they have their whales they're happy with you know where they're doing things you know yeah i mean i, I guess to each their own but like it, it just seems like all of the AAA companies these days are going towards the extraction shooter meta. Find the money, the honey pot, so to speak. Well, and that, I think I think we already have it. That people have just mis mismanaged it. And you know, when when ROB does hit, I I feel like it's it's kind of staged to be in a very unique position, um, in terms of like it is going to be a battle royale. But not only is it a battle royale, it's trying to be a grounded realistic battle royale which they don't they don't they don't have than, than all the other battle royales as well yeah like that 
you can't get that experience anywhere else unless you you know consider PUBG a realistic VR. Which yeah, let, let's be exactly. honest, it's really you know it's really not a realistic VR. But so I, I think it'll be staged pretty well to uh, to do well. The only concern that I've seen some of the like people in the community ask is um, because of the quote unquote dwindling player base of PUBG, mm-hmm. and because this game is aimed at being a more realistic version of PUBG. How like how are you guys thinking of handling the the net that you're casting essentially? You know where you're not just inviting. Hey, you like PUBG? Come play. Like you want to like. Hey, you like battle royales in general? Come try our game, kind of thing. You know, like have you guys thought about like the marketing side of? Uh, that's uh, that's something that we are currently working on because we're 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 getting together a pitched document to to throw out to some companies because you know there's there's been a few companies that have shown a little bit of interest uh in terms of like publishing and potentially like you know financing so we're we're trying to like you know whip together this document you know giving like all the forecasts et cetera mm-hmm. and things that we want to do so yeah that's something that we're 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 trying to figure out now we're not quite there yet but um yeah, I I don't know. I think I will see. I feel like if we if we get a few names playing it, uh, we get some footage out there. I feel like it's going to speak for itself. Um, we'll we'll see. I could easily see us in first weekend pulling a couple hundred thousand people easily. I could see that happening. Um, whether we get anywhere close to what PUBG accomplished in the first years, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I think hmm. the, the thing is to to reverse the hatred people have grown because of the <laughs> the, the mismanagement from from the, like like with Warzone two where people are like oh we want Warzone one but improved and then they got Warzone two which was basically a completely new reimagining of right. Warzone right? right people hated it and the same thing with PUBG it's like okay we want PUBG but we want you to fix these things and and make it better and PUBG's like well what about this thing instead you know? and they just <laughs> yeah. keep doing that fix the movement what about this instead you know right. and and that's something that i think we we are doing differently so like if someone says hey uh, i hate this and then 80% of the 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 player base says i hate this then we're going to remove it. I mean, it's it's pretty simple. Like our creative vision isn't so stuck in stone that we aren't willing to make concessions to make the player base happy. Because at the end of the day, you're paying the bills for us. So right, if we're not making you happy, then we're not doing our jobs. So I got two questions. Um, one uh-huh. is back when you talked about um, potentially a publishing company. So yeah. how? Uh, like, let's just say hypothetically, EA mm-hmm. is a publishing company, right? And and yeah. th- they see what you guys are working on. They're loving the direction of your game. How does that, like, how, what does that look like? How does that change your development cycle if they see this reel you're putting together or this doc or whatever, and they go, okay, here is, I don't know, a, a, million, a million dollar budget. Um, yeah. give us something playable in six months or whatever. Like how, do, how does that really change what you guys would go and do? Like, would you, um, only thing it does is, is, uh, fast track everything that we're going to do because I'm not going to one, I'm never going to agree to a deal that compromises the vision that I have for where I want to go with not only the game, but also the company. Like in terms of like, like I want to create an ethically sound business. 
You know, I want a game that that people love, but I also want a company where people they hear the company name and they're like, oh, that place is awesome to work. I heard such and such this, had this and that, you know, uh-huh. I want I want people to be proud to say that they, they worked for me. And that and that include that comes with including things like paid leave, paid maternity leave, et cetera, things like that, you know, that that a lot of American companies don't have because all these corporations are just chasing dollar signs, which I don't want to do. I want to make sure like I have been talking to my guys and like I want to put it in the bylaws that, you know, we will not chase profit beyond like obviously as long as we're paying the bills, that's all that I care about. And that's going to be in the bylines. There's not going to be chasing profits for shareholders, none of that bullshit. There's not going to be any executives getting 700% more than the lowest guy. You know, all these things are going to be ironclad in the bylaws so that they're never broken, never changed. And I will not sign a contract with anyone for any amount of money that will compromise those values. So essentially, you're saying you you will not sign a publishing deal because I can't imagine any publishing company would, would I mean, agree to that. So it depends. <laughs> like, like there's nothing concrete right now, but um, there's there's one one place who may or may not have accidentally been the birth of BRs, and we're talking to them. And like, for instance, they would most likely just be like, okay, we want forty percent of like this kind of revenue or whatever which is fine i'm fine with giving revenue right but my comeback will be that's fine but we decide what happens when it happens etc and and a lot of companies are okay with that as long as you can prove you know the business model that you're working with as long as they're going to get some money out of it they don't really care right about much much other things but we'll we'll have to see and if, if i don't get a publishing deal then you know we'll figure it out but what did um brendan green do do you know his his story like did he sign he a publishing deal with around to everyone and i think blue hole was the only company that was like yeah we'll help you make this game but so he was still the creative director for a while right and then he eventually sold it to them or something like that um i yeah i think basically that's what happened like i think he sold them the the rights to the game but he still had creative direction and then i think later and this is all hearsay i don't know right right but i think later he then for like gave over creative direction in order for like you know a sack of cash but also like i think they helped him open the other studio that he that he that he did or whatever right i think that's what happened so basically he's he was just like okay i created what i wanted I don't want it anymore. You guys have it. Give me some money and then I'll go off and do my own thing. Yeah. Okay. And that that's not where I'm going. You're you're trying to build something that you can build, build upon. Like you're, you're not you're not just building like an app that you can ship out. The next crafting. Gotcha. But, you know, with more ethical behind it. Right. Yeah, I mean biggest Activision without all the bullshit that Activision has. You know, like that the, sounds like a tall the order. The <laughs> sexual harassment suits, the fucking CEO getting 200 million in bonuses while laying off a thousand people. Shit like that is not going to fly with my company. Yeah. Well, that's you very admirable of you. Taking money out of my people's pockets. That's very, very admirable of you. Um, all right. What Do else? Really uh, well, it, I, in my opinion, and again, this is narrow vision. I have no like no no experience in that. Everything mm. is way easier the smaller the smaller your company is. Like when Brendan Green's team yeah, I mean, was just his team, 
it was like whatever we want to do we're going to do it we want to change it let's change it and now PUBG is this you know this huge umbrella under crafting and it's like okay we have offices literally across the world we're all working on different features for the same game so it's like so many pulling strings here like you know it's it just it's such a slow moving machine versus like your team and even if your team grew a little bit if, if, if it's still circled and centered around one vision it's such like a more mm -hmm. fluid and easily yeah, adaptable I mean, thing at the end of the day it still came down to money like brendan basically sold his soul for money and he didn't do it as badly as some people do but at the end of the day he compromised his vision for money and that's not something i'm willing to do he didn't have to sell to crafton right i'm pretty sure that blue hole could have limped their way to billions <laughs> eventually sure i mean i think before crafton even got a hold of blue hole they were already in a couple million player base right or something like that I don't the, know. yeah they were big they were big big but, yeah so they didn't necessarily need to do that but they did that i don't know why they did it or the the you know the stuff behind it but you know i don't think he needed to do that but he did and you know well it sounds it like he had he has another vision you know it sounds like he wants to do this whole new studio thing yeah, from square I mean, one you I know i feel like he could have done he could have done that man he could have done that yeah well i think uh 50 um on twitter he always he's a big youtuber and uh, all, he does all the cinematics and all that he's doing a documentary or a docu series something like that, that i'm actually. i'm super excited to watch that and hopefully that'll kind of give us some uh background answers on all this stuff potentially a september ish um showcase of like some video maybe some like very small intimate gameplay sessions with a couple of creators or something like that you know you and the dev team yeah. of course um, so we're, we're looking forward to that timeline. And then mm -hmm. if everything goes smooth, you're shooting for a discord, a, a closed alpha discord, um, where people who are in the rings of battle discord will get first access to play the game. Yeah. Um, so everyone can go join the discord and, and stay up to date there. Mm -hmm. And, um, that, yeah, what are you shooting to maybe do that closed discord is like this later this year or next year later this year hopefully okay we'll see, we'll see how 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 the closed uh, creator stuff goes see how, how everybody's liking it see all what we would need to add or take away and then from there probably a matter of weeks before we have things prepped getting servers netcode etc and right. uh, we'll we'll push it out to a couple hundred people and we'll see how you guys like it um, maybe we'll let you stream it. We'll see. And, uh, yeah, we'll go from there. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm personally really excited. It's something that I've been like keeping up with. I feel mm -hmm. like not, not from the beginning, but I mean, hell, we did our first podcast a year ago and, yeah. you know, so I'm really excited to see how far it's come since then. Uh, excited to see some gameplay, some visuals. So obviously mm -hmm. I'll be staying in the loop. Um, anyone listening or watching this podcast right now, to stay up to date, follow uh, Massa Beard at Twitter. Follow Rings of Battle at Twitter. Um, join mm -hmm. the Discord. All those links will be down below. And are there any other social medias we should be shouting out? Uh, we're <clears throat> we're on all the social medias: Facebook, Instagram, not TikTok yet, but okay. So it, basically, anywhere Reddit. anywhere Rings of Battle, Reddit, etc., all that. So go check all that below. I'll link as many as I can down below. And uh, yeah, Josh, awesome, man. I really appreciate you uh, hopping back on the, the pod. 
with your boy. It was mm -hmm. a fun one, man. Um, Every time. For people who want more details, leave comments and questions down below. Be sure to go check out our previous pod. That was like two plus hours long. Timestamps will be in that as well.